Hey guys, welcome to Sorta Serious. I am your host, Alec, and I'm sitting here with some of my closest and dearest friends. We're going to start from left to right, so to my left is going to be... Jay. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Next to Jay is my boy. I'm Luis. Hi everybody, thank you for tuning in. Oh, my name is Eddie, like Eddie, Eddie and Eddie. What's up? So... We wanted to start this podcast and we wanted to, the theme to be sort of serious because, well, we're serious sometimes and, well, most of the time we're not. So the first topic that I do want to talk about, which is sort of serious, is what it means to be lonely. That was oh. deep. That's interesting. That was deep. Right oh, hey. So from what, what I understand, like so, most people think lonely is just like you have no one around. Right. But, I mean, you could be surrounded by your whole, like, you can be surrounded by 100 people and still be lonely. You know what yeah, I mean? Like Loneliness that. can be internal or external. Like that know? song you said, baby, lock them doors and way. turn them lights down, though. You're always lonely. <laughs> you feel like I'm serious. Sort of. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. What? No, yeah. So, like, even, like, if we're, like, all surrounded by each other, like, you can still feel lonely. You can still feel, like, exiled from a group or even Definitely. in family events. But, but the reason is why, though? Why do you always feel lonely? I, I think in my personal experience, it comes from just, like, not being able to connect to someone, like, on a certain level to where you feel comfortable with them. Yeah. And I feel like that's my problem with, like, my family is, like, I feel alone, I'll, I'll feel you on that Almost one. like the lack of interest. Like, your family doesn't care about your interests. So it's like, how do you connect with them in a sort of way? And from my experiences. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's what I was trying to get across. Because I think a lot of people, like, see loneliness as just, like, physical. Yeah. But they, they see it as a gateway, too, sometimes. Go further deep. What do you mean by yeah, a gateway? Yeah. My opinion as a gateway, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, it's better to be lonely than be with people." Oh, so people. So they, yeah. People say it again, please. They're gonna what? They're gonna leave you anyway. So why would you? But why do you think they're gonna leave you anyways? Is it because you think that and it's in your head and you're processing that? Yeah. Because almost like it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Short. Exactly. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I mean, in my opinion, you're thinking too much about it. And once you think about it too much, you're basically done. You gave yourself up to it. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some people say, oh, I feel so comfortable being lonely. And then they push everyone out of their lives. And then they're to this point where they're so lonely that they have nothing. And I think that's what, like, leads people, like, down a hill. Like, I don't want to get too dark. But, like, like, when people start thinking about, like jumping off our bridges well, or that leads all the way to depression yeah no that's what i'm that's, saying yeah if you're if you're so comfortable being lonely and then you're just getting this vibe where you don't want anyone to be in your life and then when something goes wrong you don't have anybody and then you're going into this place where you're not gonna have anybody like you're gonna get these thoughts in your mind like oh what if i just ran my car into the side of the freeway right now and going like 80 like yeah yeah, it's like a it's like, like a breaking point almost where loneliness becomes more of a hassle than it being like to help you contribute to yourself, find yourself, or work harder or smarter. Well, they they basically tell each other like, what's that song Kendrick Lamar, right? Where it's like, you know, please don't kill my vibe. 
okay. So they basically yeah. tell themselves that. Yeah, I think Kendrick Lamar, uh, he kind of talks about loneliness in a lot of his albums in a lot of different ways. And that's a good thing. You know, I respect Kendrick Lamar as a person. You know, he does, he goes deep and he talks a lot about our topics. Damn, this fucking plug right now. <laughs> True. Uh, I think that's why people are drawn to artists who are open to sharing their dark side and they talk about loneliness. Not everybody's open to it. It's not yeah. an open book for everybody. And it's almost like an artist is their expression. When they listen to artists, it's their way of expressing their loneliness without yeah. having to express it I understand that. But at the same time, it's a way to make money too. I feel like yeah. famous people are the most lonely. Cause Why do you say that? They can't. They feel like they can't trust anybody because now they're at the top. And if they let so anybody in. What kind of artist would be lonely? Would describe I'm one. saying like all of them. All of them? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I they have everything now, so what do they? What are they gonna do? They're gonna try it and protect that, but honestly, they it's can, not even. They probably think outside the box, and maybe they think, you know, I can still rise. I can still make more money than what I'm making. Yeah, yeah, like but that of, leads to being but look lonely at, because look at Kylie Jenner. Well, if you look at it, a lot of artists and a lot of athletes, especially people to spotlight on them, almost use their loneliness as like a a chip on their shoulder to do better oh, yeah. in their acting or their music or their like artists or sports. They party a lot just to get away from that loneliness. Right. They do drugs and rather and than alcohol. rather than building bonds with people, they'd rather have one night stands and go to parties and but just do stuff around yeah. the people. That's still lonely. That's right. still being. Yeah, no, that's, that's how they express. That's how they express themselves. That's how they deal with their loneliness rather than building bonds with people where they have to face that maybe they're not good enough to be with some people. That's what they're battling. You're you're basically facing the devil in front of you. Yeah, yeah. but and that devil, that devil right there is you. Is that facing the devil though? It, it's more like they're trying to avoid it. That's why they're hooking up with all these girls. They're doing but these drugs. But think about it. Well, it's because they, they, they don't want to face the fact that they have nobody. Who can they trust? Like a famous person, who can they trust? Yeah, their, but think their about it. Once, they, get, them, what, like, once they have sex and stuff, they look. They talk to themselves like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because they're, they're just doing all that to not feel lonely in a sense. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, who's the devil at that part? You look at yourself in the mirror after you're done doing that, you feel guilty of it. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. Mm -hmm. I know some of us have had one night stands, and honestly, sometimes you you look at yourself. You ever like go to the bathroom? You catch yourself in the mirror, like what the fuck did I do? Booty naked. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like it's almost like you you use people in a way to kind of just deal with that loneliness, and yeah. rather than rather than focus focusing on improving yourself or improving your mental health, a lot of people push that away. You know be away from people and don't like to hang out with people and rather just have one time things with people where they don't have to build a relationship it's almost well, like a coping mechanism it. yeah it is a coping mechanism yeah. and I, another coping me mechanism is drinking yeah and drinking definitely. smoking like definitely and i know like for an experience like that has happened to some of us like Ooh, let me tell you i'm not like throwing shade or anything because like i'm a part of that group too like mm -hmm. the start of college i was after like my relationship like i was in such a dark place like taking a bottle to the head was like the best escape the easiest thing you can do yeah yeah definitely mm -hmm. i agree on that <clears throat> and it's almost like you know my freshman year of college i gained a bunch of weight because i was just always eating because i was stressed and i didn't know how to deal with that and you know it's almost like you 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 have to use something people find their own ways of dealing with their loneliness some people eat some people drink some people smoke some people yeah, some people use multiple things. But that's that's the way for them to to not feel loneliness. Yeah. But them to feel happy. You know? 
but so it's almost in order in order to be happy you have to fi- fly the magic the only carpet thing about that is that you're only happy in that moment and then after that you're still back to the empty feeling and you almost feel worse in a way it's almost like yeah. a double-edged sword yeah because like then you feel you feel well, no, better well, for like a second damn, did i really have after to do that, that you feel hungover after that then Facts. you feel the loneliness <laughs> you know it's just sad yeah i think that's the downside it's like you're doing this to your body and it's not even worth it in the end like when your body's telling <clears> you no you're telling it yes and you know I, I feel like people don't notice they're lonely until it's too late you know they they netflix every day and they just watch show after show or they you know they they smoke with their friends every day or they drink every day rather than you know like focusing on themselves they don't want to talk, focus on themselves at all well rather than saying oh i'm going to run today Right, exactly. And rather than working on their mental health or anything like that, they just would rather replace that with getting drunk or those experiences, even if they last only a day or two. But sometimes that's hard. Yeah. It's harder. Well, it's hard to deal with everything. But also, homeboy just walked in. He's a little late, so we're going to introduce him. Here's our homie, Antonio. We're going to call him Tony. For the rest of the podcast, he brought uh, chips. Chips, oh, chips for the party. So you're, you're you're gonna have to sit next to them. It's for the boys, not for stuff. Oh, cool. That's what's up. That's what's good. <laughs> That's what's good. So yeah, this is. Oh, you about to use the restroom? I would say like a short minute intervals. I would say. Okay, one second, guys. We'll be back. All right, guys. So we are back. Um, we have another member here. He's gonna go by Tony. You wanna? Hey guys, what's up? All right, so that's Tony. So there's one last thing I wanted to add to this being a lonely topic, and that was the fact that um, do you have you ever gotten into a relationship just because you were lonely? Um, I think we've all experienced that, or if not a relationship, definitely a one night stand or something like that matter. You know, just talking to someone, something like that. A one night stand, I would say. I mean. I've done that what four times already. Speak up, speak <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, I think most people do get in relationships because they're lonely more than because they feel affection. And is that from personal experience or just observation? Both. I've both have gotten in relationships because I've been lonely. I've only been in one relationship my whole life, and that was because I was just scared to be lonely. But. but Okay, no, 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 no. I want to get into your relationship, actually. Can we get into your relationship? Can we get into the way you started your relationship? No. <laughs> well, to start it off, I just want to – you were so young when you got in your relationship. So mm-hmm. first off, how has your mindset changed since then in terms of relationships? How did you feel – if you could remember, how did you feel about relationships when you were that age, you know, a teenager? I was excited, honestly. I was – I thought that's all you needed because well growing up I didn't really have like any model relationships my parents were a mess and all my aunts and uncles were a mess and my sister found like her person like at a really young age she was only like 15 um so I thought that was like what I needed what I was looking for so So whenever I found the one or the one that I thought was the one like I did I tried so hard for him to pause you right there so you wanted to follow your steps of your sister yeah why well it's not even that I just saw how happy she was and I wanted that for myself 
So you want to think of another person that's happy, and you want to be happy for them and with you. You know what I mean? No. Wait, what? Oh, my God. I got to repeat myself. Yeah. I think what he's trying to say is that because you didn't really have a solid foundation of what a good relationship was, you relied almost solely on your sister's relationship, and that kind of swayed you in a way to be in a relationship because you thought it would be the same. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think I could relate uh, with Jay over here because I also idolized my sister's relationship with their boyfriend, mostly because coming from like a patriarchal Mexican family, your father's always in charge, and he's sometimes he's not really like uh, he's not really a great role model of how to like treat females or you know your siblings as well. So I just kind of looked up to my sister and my brother's relationship. Oh, well, like back then, I, I understand. I mean. Back then, you know, the woman has to cook and everything. <coughs> That's what we were raised to. But, I mean, it's changed. You know what I mean? Now we have to respect. It's an equal rights. The only thing is that it's only recently changed. Like, it's still systematic. It's still, like, in our DNA, basically. Um, so you're you're telling me if I get a girl right now, and it's in my DNA. I'm gonna tell no, her. No, I'm cook. just saying. I'm gonna take I'm, off my shoes. No, that's not what my, I'm saying. Sit on the couch and I'm tell saying her, that it's recent that it like changed because it said it's hasn't in our been DNA. like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take Jay's side on this because like honestly, by personal experience, and I've seen it too. Even as much as like I try to hide like the side of my dad that I get from, like sometimes uh, with my current girlfriend and my past girlfriend, I do I do some things that like kind of draw parallels to my dad and it's, I'm not proud of it but I mean I mean no one's perfect so that's the thing it's, it just depends on when who you raised with where you raised with see cause I was raised with all girls I I mean I raised with my mom my mom like took me to California I was raised with all my cousins that were girls so I mean there's a different perspective on every, everything that there is because you were raised by all girls do you feel like you have more of a feminine like side of you like you're more sensitive than someone who let's say was raised by all like boys yeah i would say yeah i would say i'm sensitive but when i get mad i, I tend to like show out all my anger since i have all my anger in me i'll take your side on that one i was raised with seven sisters and i am sensitive I'm not mm -hmm. gonna see i'm sensitive to a point where you get me mad well of course all my anger in me is gonna you know forcibly do something well i think that has to do with some something else i feel like you don't have a way to like release your anger so when when you get into a situation someone comes into your face you're just gonna release it like completely well not really that's also something that has to do with the fact that you're a guy because society has made it so that guys don't like aren't allowed to show weakness because it was such an alpha male like place and that goes back to what we were talking about. I understand about. that. But, no, but, but I think we're moving out of that, though. I think our generation and the society today, we're kind of moving to the point where... I agree, but it's new. We're moving to saying. where we have it's equal rights new. now. Where we, we can do anything that a woman can do. A woman can do anything that a man can do. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be equal pay, but it's going to be equal rights. Well, I mean, I feel like it should reach equal pay, but I also... But I'm going to... Hey, hold on. I'm going to stop it right there. Let me tell you, though, <laughs> not really equal rights because, I mean, a woman can get higher pay than a man if, you know, a woman does something that she's not supposed to do to a manager. What? Think about that. Hold up. Wait. <laughs> think about that. I'm going to stop you right there. See, you, th you think a man's going to go to a manager, a man manager, be like, hey, let me uh, let me get that raise real quick, you know? Let me, let me you know, slobber knob it, as I would say. 
Um, I think we're kind of in a, a place in society, especially us, like our generation specifically, where we're kind of we're still figuring out who we are as people. And a lot of us are falling back on what our parents have taught us. And we're starting to learn that what our parents have taught us isn't exactly um, how things work and how we should think. And I think that's happened with all of us in a way, whether it be um, a very like patriarchal like type family vibe for families. So when do you guys think it started to change or like what happened? Like I think as a society as a whole. I think once our generation, uh, I think the millennials, once we started like growing up and kind of seeing how the world really is and seeing how people really think. Because I notice a lot of people, our parents' age, don't even – go ahead. So do you think like technology had a big part to do with it? Because like our – or at least my parents didn't have really good access of technology or I, internet or I anything. Think, I think technology, specifically social media, has absolutely shaped – the world and our generation because we're able to share thoughts and able to share ideas that most people back in even the 80s and 90s weren't able to talk about because they were never asked those questions so do you think parents that do have social media are more open to like a less patriarchal family than others that don't? i think i think that's a 50 50 i think some parents understand social media and use that to connect with their children generations where other parents almost they're disturbed by millennials because they're on social media and they so see. What about the kids right now? The ones that are in high school, Generation school? Z's. That's the, I think they're the most easily influenced generation of our time I mean, because look they at constantly it. rely on iPads or oh, yeah. phones. But look at it when they get mad. YouTube. When they get mad or anything, what happens? We see them on the news, right? They shoot up someone. Yeah, I think it's because they're so glued to their screens and so glued to social media that they never have the chance to really understand who they are and almost they don't really gain morals and understand like a mo- have a moral compass. Well, yeah, no, I understand. And at that moment, they don't care about their parents no more. They care about what their peers say about them. Well, it's almost like peers' punishment is worse than parents' punishment nowadays where if you do something online that it's bad, specifically well, in social media, you're going to get thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, you know, sending you death threats and sending you mean true. messages and stuff. Whereas back in the 80s, the worst thing that would happen with that, your parents or your family or it's others just hate you. That's hate it. you, get mad. So you think social media hurts more than it helps them? I think oh, yeah. social media is the most important thing to them, and that's a good thing because from an early age, they're challenged to think about difficult ideas such as immigration, such as government policies and stuff. However, with that being said, they never really connect with the outside world, the real world. And they're constantly stuck in, you know, video games, talking to people online, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And they almost bond with the people that they subscribe to on YouTube more than actual people. They like, worship them in a way. So because of that, you never really have that chance to build yourself as a person. And you're so focused online that you're so easily influenced that it's mm-hmm. like a danger to them. So it's it's almost like a double-edged sword. Like there's this viral photo coming out. This girl is an ICE agent, right? No, an immigration agent. She, she's she's cute. I'm not going to lie. She, she's low-key cute. But she posted herself on an immigration post with the cages in the back and the, the kids in the back. And everybody likes her for that. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. Yeah, everybody likes her for that. And there's like 25% of the world that doesn't. Correct. And why is that? Is she like Hispanic or yeah, is she just? she's Hispanic. She's Hispanic. Oh, that's wrong. I'll take that back. Yeah, and everybody's, criti- everybody's criticizing her. It's like a 50-50 mutual thing. They like her and they criticize her. So that's why, that's why that it's weird how she's an immigration and well, I mean a job is a job. I understand. I mean, wherever it is, a job's gonna be a job. There shouldn't be no criticism towards that. But 
but do you think there's a point where you're taking this job where it's just like when you're seeing your own kind yeah yeah where you're letting you're like kind of like stomping on your own culture do you think there's a point where you need to rethink or reevaluate like what you're gonna do for a job like i understand like you we can, need to make but at money at the same time you find another job where you gonna find another job that's paying enough to pay your family your kids and everything else i think to support i think we're almost going too specific here i think in today's time people are almost forced to pick sides there's no one who could be in the middle and kind of have both sides people argue with each other so much that it's two-sided there's no third party it's either yes or no it's either right or wrong and i think people whether they be from the hispanic community or um people just any race they they almost feel like intimidated in a way by Im- immigration the not just immigration in terms of people moving but the policies in play that it's almost forcing people to choose side it's almost like a um a radicalist versus everybody else and i think that's causing people to um specifically trump supporters act in like a very vicious way a very uh out there way so they can get their point across and rally the troops if you will in a way like that take the horses back down i kind of want to move away from this topic just because i don't want (laughs) to get too political yeah because it's it's a really it's a really difficult topic because i think you know so many people on like specifically a little bit further to the left kind of they just don't want to see all the like so anger and violence opinion, towards everybody. What side would Hulk be on since he's green? Check it. Did you just say what side would Hulk be on? <laughs> yeah, since green. he's green. What do you on on what side of on the, the Avenger side? The Avenger side. The Avengers do what? Kind of kind of tying into the Avengers, I think movies in a way are kind of showing that unity is most important in um, in today's times. And I think if you look, we're so divided in the real world that directors authors and even youtube personalities are like trying to promote unity that's what i'm saying like they they put in one movie they put like 15 songs you know they put 15 songs in one movie i'm gonna tell you right now for reference he's talking about aladdin (laughs) because he didn't realize he was gonna he didn't realize he was gonna go see a disney movie and was very upset no lion king was good i mean they had like six songs but lion king had more singing than aladdin aladdin had 15 and it was two hours long which which one was better though aladdin oh oh Aladdin was way so here's what here's what i liked about aladdin aladdin kind of aladdin kind of kind of focused on an issue that's very important today's uh, no, climate. you just like that girl from Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> Let me say, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin is a beautiful girl. And if she hears this podcast one of these days, I'd just like to say we say hi. And she's also going to be in the new Charlie's Angels movie. That's true. Anyways, That's true. back to Princess Jasmine. Yeah, the purple. The purple it, wait, is that Becky G? Yeah. No, 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 no Becky G is uh, yeah. I think she's the purple one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I don't pay attention to the colors of the Power Rangers because I just can't. I don't. I've never seen purple in my life. So there's two blue Power well, Rangers. Well, Aladdin was a good movie. <laughs> Huh? Did you tell him you were colorblind? No, I did not. I'm oh. actually colorblind, <laughs> and that's why I said that statement. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. Because that makes sense. That's very specific. Well, actually, one in 20 men are colorblind. Damn. So kind of going back to the topic, <laughs> I feel like um, Aladdin, what I really liked is that it kind of challenged the topic of um, – <laughs> Aladdin kind of challenged the topic of um, your country, your hometown – or (laughs) (laughs) I think Aladdin kind of tackled your the idea of supporting your hometown supporting your home country 
and their policies versus um, supporting what's right and doing the right thing. And right. I think we saw that specifically in Aladdin with Jasmine, where she always wanted to be the best for her country. But once Jafar took over, it was almost like a, I'm not doing this for my country. I'm doing the right thing. And I think a lot of the movies today are kind of focusing on that rather than supporting your country, supporting your nation, supporting your uh, groups to do the right thing, focusing on Let support. me stop you there. If you had that magic, uh, what is it called again? Genie. Genie. If you had the magic genie, what's your three wishes right now? That's easy. The first thing I would wish for is I would wish to be a trillionaire. And before you guys call me shallow, let me explain. You know money. Next, next wait, I would on, wish. Let me stop you on that trillionaire. You realize money doesn't buy you happiness. No, but the reason why I say this is because the second wish why, I would have. Hold on. Why does it buy you happiness? Money can solve literally any issue so that back, I have right But at the now. end of the day. Same, going with what she explained. You still sing. <laughs> going going with what she explained, well, the reason why I would choose a trillionaire is that you can help so many people in the world and help our country find um, a, a source of balance for all See, the nations that, and all the continents. That, that's a good thing, but what she said, money doesn't buy happiness all the time. Once you run out of it, what are you going to do? But I think money shouldn't be the only thing you focus on. So rather than spending money on yourself and stuff like that, when I would wish for that money, I would wish to help the people around. And then going back and that, my second wish would to be to fix the earth from climate change and mm-hmm. everything that's there happened. And then lastly, I'd wish the genie to be free because I think Will Smith played an excellent role. And oh, I he think, did. He I did. think he deserved to be free, that genie. He deserved. deserved to be free. I would wish that for sure. And I think 10, with all that money I would have, I think I would just help people around the world with you know, building housing, building shelters, building. Yeah, I mean, third world countries. I mean, yeah, you exactly. should be able to build anything. Cause it's sad how like people have all this money today and they don't help anybody. They kind of yeah. have to keep it for themselves. That's all these true. billionaires. It's really sad. Really, really sad. I do. I mean, like Steph said. Steph, Steph, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, but back to what we were talking about. I just think, I, I think. You can cut that. I think we're just focusing so much on right versus wrong. You know, rather than just helping everybody in general, seeing everybody's points and trying to help everybody together, oh, yeah, I mean, rather than having your side and only helping your side and only focusing on supporting your side and talking bad about other people, it's not just like a, a government thing. It's not just, it's even a personal thing where you only support the people that you care about. But don't you kind of think like people thinking different than people kind of balances the world? In oh, a sense? Cause of course. Because like, if we all thought the right way, wouldn't that be a utopia? Which is honestly like, well, I agree that I think everybody should have their own opinions, but what I'm saying is is that I think everybody should respect one another. Did you guys ever see the movie Zootopia? That's a really good movie. That movie. That's a really good or uh, That is a good movie. Or a really good movie that I recommend is Idiocracy. I've never seen it. Yeah, you should, you I've should never really even heard it. of it's that. It's based upon our lives, and then they go to the future and see how life is. Interesting. Really that sounds bad. interesting. You should watch it. It's an old movie, but it's really good. Good graphics, good animation, good everything. Do you guys know what that one movie is where the like the boy is a robot? I robot. No, no, no. Robot. Chappie. 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 No, Chappie no, makes no. me so sad. Chappie's a great movie. Chappie's so good. The kid's a robot. Yeah, the Astro kid's. Astro Boy. No, no. That's what I was thinking. Astro bro. Boy. Astro Boy. No, it's it's a movie from like 2004. They make movies like that in 2004. And like, Let me look it. it's oh. such a good movie. And it's, Robocop. No, Ooh. no. <laughs> it's fun to talk. It's just like this kid who like he doesn't know he's a robot and he's like living this life and it's like like this dystopia of society mm-hmm. and like he's just like going through this society and like he finds out like he's 
not human. And artificial just, intelligence. Artificial book, intelligence. That was my second guess. That book, rem- or that reminds me of this book I read. Um, it's called Never Let Me Go, where it's like these people. I've told you guys about this, I think. This girl's but it's always heartbroken. <laughs> it's these always. people that um. So it's like these kids that are in a in a school that they think they're in school, but it's just like where they keep them. But they're clones that oh. were just made for like. It's kind of like the Matrix. Like the Matrix. Organs. Yeah, like the so Matrix. they were just made for like rich people to use them for oh, their organs. The the and then they're like, well, why do we have watching? to die if like we're what's living a life, you know? And then they realize it. It's a good book. It's called Never Let Me Go. What's that other book? It's called. Uh, it's right there in my library. Someone's watching you or something. Big Brother? Big Brother. That's not no. that's not that's what it's called. That's, that's just like a part of it. Yeah. I don't know what that that I think I think throughout ta- throughout time dystopia dystopias have always been an interesting topic for for just everybody cuz it's, you know, predicting the future in a way and it's also Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit Great 451, book. Clockwork Orange, you know, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, all these movies hours. I think they challenge the idea of what's right and wrong in a government. Triple X State and of the, the Union. Policies. Yeah, Ooh, that's a great that's one. A yeah, great one. that's a really great one. That shows about our government right there. Politics. So we only have two mics, so it's kind of hard to switch the mic over to everybody. Three. What? Oh, wait, never mind. No, the other one I was thinking. Oh, sorry. Th- no, it's 18. 18. 1892. What is it? Well, I know of a, hands, a Handmaid's Tale, and then I also remember. Um, is it 1862? No, I believe it's 19. No, it's 18-something. 18 I don't know. I thought it was 1985. No, 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 no. no. Uh, no. That's Jake Coleman. <laughs> 1985, I arrived. 1863 book. It, I don't, it literally shows me I don't know. I don't know what it's called. But also, you mentioned uh, Fahrenheit 451. That just brings me back to high school. When fucking... Great times. When Luis here was in love with our <laughs> English teacher, do you want to elaborate? Um, I think we've all been in that situation, specifically, um, you know, a thirteen-year-old kid, you know, or teenager, if you will. That's your hormones. You you just see a teacher, and you know, you just look at how mature she is, and look at how developed she is, and you just but, so attracted to her. But she wasn't attractive. You know, yeah, but you realize the hormone I think monster. I mean she she wasn't the most attractive, I agree. However, the idea of 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 talking to a teacher, the idea of just that concept if she was halfway good looking, I think every kid dreams of that that idea. Specifically So you boys. were like the great Gatsby where he like imagined all this with Daisy, but it no, was No, I was like your forehead. I was chasing <laughs> after your nose, <laughs> but it keeps getting farther apart. Daisy was not a teacher stuff. Yeah, Daisy was not a teacher. But you got to realize your hormone monster kicked in and you're Keep in mind that was pre-glow-up before all of us. All of us never had a glow-up before that. So. You see, I don't think I had a glow-up. I think it looked exactly the same. Oh, no. I nah, bro. Oh, no, you no, kind of had a, you had a kind of skinny vibe. Yeah, because yeah. you were skinny and a big head. Now your, like, head matches your body. Yeah, you gain weight. But in a good way. In a good way. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean I it in, like, we, the we best way. You went from, like, KD in Texas to, like, KD now. You know, he yeah. built some muscle. You know, he got I'm going to tell you right now, we all glew up because we can out drink everybody pretty much now. I don't know about Jay. Is that a talent, though? (laughs) Is that something we should be proud of? I'm going to let you know I can shotgun pretty quick. That's a talent. No, I'll give you that. You're the fastest. You're like shotgun the fastest that anybody I've seen. But is that something we should be proud of? Like, would your mom be like, OMG, I'm so happy. At the moment of 
at the moment of you being the 20 to 23, that's a good accomplishment. See, right there. the thing about, I, don't know. I mean, you're like 35. Okay. Keep it real. In a good day. In a good day. Uh, Your knees are like a 65. I'm, I'm actually 17. So Tall y'all can just fuck it. <laughs> She's not 17. She's not she 17. is 22. <laughs> she is 22, everybody. Also, I want to talk about this. Um, do you feel like we have did most of our drinkings before we turned 21? Yes. Definitely Which not. is a great idea. Well, some of us, I think. some of us, when they, we've uh, done a lot in our careers in terms of drinking. Well, and, some uh, of us ain't 21 yet. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, once I turned 21, man, it was just kind of downhill. Like, I, I, I can't drink. I, I can vouch for that, because now I'm 22, and I cannot drink, like, two shots. She's never been able to drink, just so everybody knows. Okay, no, I used to be able to drink. <laughs> no, she can't drink. No. She can't out drink no one she in this room. a little bit proud. I can out-drink the only one she can outdrink is Rodrigo. probably a, an eighteen-year-old about to get ready. See, to drink. <laughs> I can outdrink Antonio. My no, not my friend. Okay, give me the mic. <laughs> no, she cannot. <laughs> Look, in my opinion, the only person she can outdrink is a person. Maybe a person about to be drinking at an age of eighteen. Maybe. No, they definitely have a higher tolerance than me. <laughs> like, okay. let's be real. I can't drink anymore. Anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like we've. We got most of our drinking out we before we turned twenty one. No, I don't think so, dude. I did my all my drinking in like a year because I didn't drink like until I was nineteen when I had Jaden. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> once once I graduated high school, I kind of just drank all. Oh, well, once I graduated, I think school, it went home. my peak was when I was in high school. I, I drank a lot when I was in high school, and it was just no. My my peak was when I broke up with that girl. Oh, angel. That was. I second you on that one. <laughs> I think all of us, I think, kind of... Um, yeah. See, I would third you on that one, but I ended up keep getting back with that quote, see, quote thing, girl. Why do you keep getting back with that girl? Because that just goes back to the topic they were talking about earlier. Like, it ties into... like <laughs> your loneliness. loneliness. Yeah, loneliness. Like, you're dating someone because you're used I'm to it, you. and you don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, once I broke up with that girl... You don't even know it was a different angel. Oh, I know, bro. You got your ears pierced, you got your eyebrows done, and you walked saying. in here like with a swagger. I'm saying. No, I remember that. New day. car. Who this? I remember that. That's, that's, happened to me. that's a good feeling when you break up and then you out here like stunned on everybody. It's a good feeling. Because you save so much break money. Up, blow up. You know how much <laughs> money you save? No. I was I get you. pissed. Well, I, the only reason I tried to glow up was because my. Because my significant other cheated on me, so I felt like so I wasn't enough. if you knew that so he cheated on you, why would you go back with him? I didn't. I found out. Can that. Can you hold the mic more sturdy? Cause you're get, we're getting a lot of feedback and it doesn't sound the best. <laughs> Sorry, it's cause my my pal over here knows how to handle this mic and I don't. <laughs> Thank you. This is Luis, everybody. I just want to <laughs> challenge everybody to a new thing real quick. What's our opinions on cheating? Is cheating the all-in-all all bad thing you could do oh, in a relationship. Okay, okay. Before we start that, bro, I was just listening to a podcast this morning about cheating success stories. I know, and like, I know that sounds like fucked up, right? Because cheating is such a terrible thing to do. But like, these people cheated, but they cheated with the love of their life, and now like they're married, they have a kid, they've been together for years. Like, do you think that's possible? Yes, what are the odds? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So that just reminded me of this, like. Thing. I don't remember where it was, but I think it was Friends, honestly, an episode of Friends, where, like, Joey's mom was getting cheated on, and Joey found out, and he wanted to, like, tell her mom, and the mom was like, I know he's been cheating on me, but because he cheats on me, he makes up for it 
by being nicer to me by being like getting me all this stuff and like that kind of reminded me of that because like she was happier when he was cheating yeah but that doesn't sound like a cheating success that just sounds like a toxic relationship all in all together i'm I'm talking about like let's say i'm in a relationship and i cheat with this other girl and then i just end up spending the rest of my life with the girl that i cheated but that's a win-win oh that's a win-win well, I'm saying, are you wrong for doing that? Because it's like the question is, can you almost deal with that guilt for the rest of your life, knowing that you cheated on this person who's willing to do everything for you? Well, if it's the love of your life, bro, like the person that you would do anything for, bro, I think okay. you can. But, but then why cheat and like not just leave? Brother, well, in your point, it's destiny. Is, is she, is he or she really the love of your life if you cheated on them? No, no, no. no that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're <laughs> right. dating someone and you cheat on the person you're dating with someone with someone right and you fall in love with that person the person you cheated with oh. that's what i'm saying then you get with that person i think what you got to do there uh first what you gotta you gotta come clean with the, with your significant other at the time first you i mean i understand that saying that you cheated on them could be a really rough situation so but you do have to end things if you're going to continue talking to other people when you're in a relationship you have to end things and you have to understand that at the end of the day Life's short, too short for you to be with someone else that you don't connect with. But at the same time, you owe them the responsibility to tell them that you don't care for them anymore if you don't want to be with them anymore. But in reality, who's going to get hurt, you or her? Both people if you continue to lie and if you continue to see both people. But what if lying is your success? But then can you deal with that guilt? You probably can. Then that's you. Some people can't live with that guilt. See, there you go. There's some people that can deal with it. There's some people that can there you go, and that's why some people are able to cheat successfully because they they not, don't have that in their morals to care. No. It takes it back to where mm. you can see yourself in the mirror and you look at yourself yeah, but, and tell yourself, "I'm really cheating." That's that's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying you're yeah, okay, you cheat, okay, but well, you're not planning on cheating on this person. Like you're dating this person, you have a real connection with this person, and then you find this person that you just have this connection with. Like you're not planning on cheating the person on the person that you're with at the time but you like get this genuine connection with someone and you just you you can't see like spending your time elsewhere besides with this person well maybe because that relationship is already getting old you have to start something new and it's almost like it's almost like that that's okay to have feelings for someone else and realize that the person you're with then isn't who you want to be with but at the same point it might just because the relationship you're in then it's been for so long that you get bored or it's been so long that you just don't find interest in being with that person so anymore. I got a question and this new person's an excitement because it's someone new it's someone you've never experienced before I have a question then do you believe in open relationships no well interesting uh, no. the Smiths Will Smith and Jada, uh, Jada Smith they, they uh. have an open relationship well I mean because you do have to try something new you're going to get bored with the same person oh my god that's terrible that's, that's not true though that's what separates a lot I of don't relationships. think that's people, true some people are open to having open relationships I think a key to a relationship is just like finding ways to keep it interesting because it is true most people cheat guilty you're gonna have because to do horses you're gonna have to do doggy style yeah because oh well, it wasn't necessarily cheating but with my ex-girlfriend it was already like a over thing you know and then i just did meet somebody that uh i don't know exceeded my expectations so it was kind of that situation but it i now looking back at it it was because i was mostly bored of the relationship i was we were kind of redundant with everything we did so I really do think spicing it up is a good topic. Is that what you're going to do to us? Because you always say that we do the same thing. <laughs> well, we're not doing the same thing now, are we? We're doing a podcast. <laughs> that's what. That's my thing is you always got to try something new. 
If someone doesn't like it, you always got to try it. No matter what, thick and thin. Like cheeseburgers and Big Macs. I think, I think open relationships... I think open relationships are something that... It, it's very taboo now, but I feel like a lot of people are exploring it because people are starting to realize that a lot of people cheat and that they don't want to deal with heartbreak all the time. That so was the most impressive thing I've seen. <laughs> this boy for, just for all the for all the listeners, this boy just opened up um, a bottle with his teeth <laughs> while so. holding the mic. <laughs> <laughs> while holding the mic for Luis to talk it to. <laughs> so back to Tony real quick. I just I, I need to I need to ask because you're, you're more experienced in this with I do because. Li- living with all girls and even even um eddie over here <laughs> the um sin- living with all girls i feel like it's a lot different the idea of cheating is a lot different i I've, have you b- do you guys believe in the saying um guys love harder girls love more often do you believe in that do you believe that girls are more likely to get tired yeah of the same person because i, I think it's the opposite way around really I- I expand why do you believe that i feel like guys fall in love more often oh shit Guys fall in love with people wait, more wait, wait. often. Uh, yeah, they no. they fall in love with them easier. No, is that I, what I'm saying? no, one hundred percent. I feel like guys fall in love more often. You don't think guys love harder? And no, like, no. I feel like guys are no. more. I, I think girls fall harder. They fall harder. They, it takes time for them. But guys, right there, boom. It's because the way they see them, their personalities, or in my opinion, maybe yeah. that guy wants to. You know, I'm trying to smash that girl. God, yeah, and like half the time, guys don't notice anything until afterwards and then they're like well fuck oh sorry <laughs> no but i mean it just depends how you present yourself no are you gonna present yourself the slutty way or are you no, gonna present yourself the good no, way hey we don't okay, slut shame here gonna, we don't yeah, slut shame here we're not gonna slut shame well, i'm not slutting i'm not slut shaming i'm just saying you're gonna present yourself we, slutty this podcast sort of how are you not we, uh, we believe in city girls and, and saying, city boys hot girl summer hot are you dressing hot guy slutty? summer no that's the reason because there's some girls that dress over the, over what they have to dress. I mean, there's girls that dress with the eyelashes bigger than Dumbo's ears. But that's just how they feel comfortable. That's it. Now you want to speak up and yell? Jeez. Because <laughs> that was at me. No, it wasn't personally at you. It was he more. Said some girls and then looked at me. Well, you're I looked the, at the wall. You're the only girl here. So. Yeah. So, but in my defense, yes. But I wasn't slut shaming. I was more of a saying people I, I dress slutty. Kind of covering what Eddie was talking about here. Um, there's nothing wrong with um, being. Uh, I don't like to use the word slut or hoe. Just being someone who's open to having a lot of relationships, whether that be one night stands or talking to multiple people. Um, do you guys see anything wrong with that? And furthermore, do you guys see that um, people shouldn't do that, or people? Well, look what happened with OJ's girl. Expand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. What? I know you're not talking about the murders. <laughs> the murders, murder, murder. Who? But that's more cheating because she cheated on him. I'm talking more like people. I thought they weren't together. They, they were together. together. I, Technically, they, they weren't, weren't together, together, and he was a psychopath, and he got away with. They it. broke up. They just broke up. So that's her. Way. What if? What if that was her way of coping with the it? The glove didn't fit, so he didn't do anything. First no, off, no, we're not gonna talk about. We're not. Hold on. <laughs> the gloves didn't fit. We Never mind. Fit. Leather strings, you know that. That wasn't so leather. Why was he it innocent? Was why was he innocent? Because, oh my God, they made it about rape. They didn't make it about she that died. Is, that is true. Cochran made, Cochran made it about race. Was, well, Ooh. let's talk about it. Get was it started. race? No. Get her started. No. Did you know his most famous quote, OJ says, I'm not black, I'm OJ? Interesting. 
That's what? I'm not. Hey. Because, well, let's talk about it because OJ was talking about how people always identify them as one of the best black athletes, one of the top black athletes, one of the most entertaining black athletes. And at one point, how do you say, state, I ain't brown. I'm just an athlete. I'm just OJ. I'm not black. Hey, I ain't brown. When do I'm Eddie. I've seen the color. the term that OJ is orange, so he's orange. <laughs> not that he's... <laughs> he came he, out with... He the Cheeto man or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's talk about it. I, I feel like especially back then, you know, a lot of pe- a lot of athletes, a lot of entertainers are kind of viewed as the best. Yeah, specifically, if they're a minority, the viewed as the best brown athlete. They're the beauty... They're viewed as the best um, brown entertainer. They're viewed as the best I black entertainer. I know you entertainer. didn't say no, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, he's the best running back in the league. Well, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. I mean, Everybody's look how long at these, the Grammys, the Oscars, uh, the Golden Globes. Look how long it took for them to have a more diverse. Um, well, that's why they got the BET Awards. But look at that. The BET, I mean, I do not that's go literally a black path. entertainment. That, yeah. That's the only time minorities even have a chance to well, you realize show. now they have, they're, they're going to come out with a brown superhero now? Did you hear that? Well, look at that. They, Captain they're, America. Yeah. No, not Captain America. Captain, Captain America's America. black now. Yeah, in America. No, but they're actually going to come out with a brown, like, super, like, Yeah, he was black in the in the comics. He's talking about brown, like Hispanic or Hispanic. Latino. Oh, oh. Hispanic, Latino, like in movies. That that's in the comics. So in the comics, I feel like they were more more like accepting in the comics. I think that like that the whole MCU is more based on white people. If I'm being honest, they don't like brown people. Wait, which brown superhero? <laughs> Ray Mysterio. No, it was a. Ray Mysterio. What? <laughs> Ray Mysterio. Yeah, that's a joke. Well, I, I I heard about it. Um, I I heard real quick uh, while uh, Eddie's looking it up. Um, I heard that uh, the MCU wants Keanu Reeves to be Moon Knight in the uh, in Marvel, and I'm really excited if he does because I think Keanu Reeves one of the best Keanu actors of our time. Wild. Well, how do you feel about that, Alec? About what? Uh, Keanu Reeves possibly being Moon Knight in the MCU. <laughs> you gonna kill everybody? I, I think just Keanu Reeves is like just. Ever since his role in John Wick, man, I just, uh, well, I mean, even in the Matrix, man, he's just, he's just gonna take the character to such a level. It's just gonna be. What about Tom Holland? Great, I love Tom. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. Can we agree? Don't tell. It's more accurate to the comics than anyone else. So you're telling yeah, me the old Spider-Man wasn't the best. Who, Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Okay, Tobey Maguire is just a classic because that's what we grew up with. But but Tom Holland. Mary Jane, you see how ooh, she Tom, was bad. Tom, bro, I'd rather have Zendaya. Now Zendaya's MJ. in it. Zendaya is the baddest bitch. Nah. Who, all right. I don't even care. Who, who do you, Tony? Who do you got? Zendaya or the old Mary Jane? Old Mary Jane. There you go. Old Mary Jane. Like. Who's more accurate to the comics? Mary Jane, I thought was a redhead in, in the comics, and then yeah, she she, she wasn't a brownhead. There's nothing wrong with Zendaya. Why are you I mean, being racist? I'm just saying, like, no. okay, I'm just kidding. So that's, it was that's a joke. racist, it was right? A that's racist. Me joke. saying the brownhead. Real quick, real quick. It was a joke. I feel like Tom Holland Spider-Man didn't really do sh- stuff. It's over exaggerating. I mean, he barely was able to beat. Spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't watched any Spider-Man. Um, he wasn't even a, able to beat a um, Mysterio. Mysterio's um, illusions. He wasn't even be, be able to beat an illusion. He was. He almost died in an illusion. Yeah, but that's his whole character. He's learning yeah, from his mistakes. He's a right, kid. He really didn't even beat him. Had hands. 
Mysterio beat him at the end. He released who his identity was. True. So I mean, who yeah, won? Yeah, but he's gonna be the next Iron Man. I'm saying Toby. Toby never yeah. like he got beat up a lot, but he always came. He's back never slacking. Like that Tom, w. Tom without help, without help. No, but that's the thing. They want Tom to become the next Iron Man. Yeah, I feel like Spider Man is now gonna be more tech savvy than just yeah. I'm gonna give you them hands. <laughs> hey, you better wear those glasses and be like, yeah, my name is. That's a good point. Toby used to beat bad guys and then just talk shit to me. Bro, him. he used to be Sandman. Can you stop walking away from the mics? <laughs> he used to be Sandman by himself. Venom, he beat Venom. Well, he, you think Tom Holland can beat Venom? Let's mm, let's even keep go it real. Keep well, it real. Well, what Toby, what, what I understand is gonna happen is. Tom Holland is gonna fight the Sinister Six. So the Sinister Six. The Scorpion, the Hawk, um, Doctor. The Vulture, not the Hawk. My bad, Vulture. Yeah. So like the Rhino, Vulture, Electro. Wow. Um, oh wow. I don't. Let's keep it real. Those characters, those villains, like although they're powerful in the Spider-Man world, like Thor could take all of them by himself. Oh yeah, where was Thor in this no, movie? No, no, that's why that's why Spider-Man is so respected in the comics because no other hero had ever taken on such like a feat. That's what I'm saying. Tom Holland was I, the best. I get that, but Tobey Maguire, he uh, even Holland, though he got Tom no Tom Holland, no, was a new Toby, Spider-Man. Toby, yeah. Toby, Toby was just able to even though he was like he got his butt beat a lot, he was able to win by himself. I feel like the new Spider-Man. They kind of make him too weak. Like he's not even good enough to fight by himself. It looks like he can't. He's almost like a no. sidekick. He he's a like kid, he though. Toby the whole point Toby is to show how he developed. You know, Toby Remember was in high school too. Hands in high school? Yeah. No, because he, like he was already shine? like a graduating. High Tom school. was in high school already graduating. Yes, he was. That's well, why he was like. Luis, you're nowhere near a mic, so we cannot hear you. To the podcast, some of us, I guess, haven't watched the old Spider-Man. Now you're too close to the mic. Some of us haven't watched the old Spider-Man because if we remember. He, I don't even think he was a junior in high school because he, he wasn't was graduating. Sophomore. He was a sophomore. And remember, he he hit a senior with the tray, and they're like, "Oh, you hit a senior," and he had to give that senior he the wasn't hands. A sophomore, they were both in high school. So I don't know. What, I don't. I don't understand what her argument is. Well, you gotta think everybody. about it. Zendaya found out that that uh, what's his name, Tom Holland, was Spider Man. Yeah, Zendaya Mary found Jane out right away. Mary Jane, it took a few like. No, Mary Jane finds out. Mary Jane finds out in a long time. No, she finds out in the second movie. Second movie. Zendaya found out in the second movie, but but Zendaya found out because Zendaya found out because she was just smart enough to figure out like oh he's Spider Man. No, the reason why she found out is because she liked him and yeah, she was. But Tobey Maguire Spider Man got. Oh. And then so Mary think, Jane saw his face all tore up from the floor. You think up. Tom Holland can beat yeah. the Venom? That battle with uh, Green Doc- Goblin. Yeah, oh, Green Goblin. No, you think Tom Holland could take Green Goblin? Tom Holland Spider Man dies for halfway for the through the first movie. Halfway, not even halfway. In the old Tobey Maguire movies, yeah. Doctor Octavius would have tore to- oh, Tom yeah. Holland Spider Man. Call me when he kisses upside down on a web. Yeah. Call me when he kisses Mary Jane upside down on a web. Yeah, please do. That's. Iconic. I thought they were gonna do that in they Far weren't. From Home. Imagine, bro. imagine if Tobey Maguire Spider Man had the Iron Man glasses, it would have been a GG for everybody. Well, not even if, even if he had the Iron Man or the Spy- Iron Spider Man. Yeah. Tell, okay, at least Wait. tell me the suits look dope. Okay, no, let, let me let me let me clarify. Let me clarify to everybody. The new Spider-Man's with Tom Holland, better acting, better graphics, better suits, better choreography, better everything, but not better at, but not better lead actors. Tobey Maguire was able to he he made Spider-Man look like someone who is affordable opponent. But how do we feel about young Aunt May? Yo, who? Yo, Aunt May. Yo, Aunt May. Young Aunt May? Get it. Aunt May can get it. Oh, not Young Aunt May. Aunt May. Hey. Because you know she's fine. Aunt May, hey. 
that dress, Aunt May her dress been with Tom. style is dope. Real quick, guys. Did you know that the guy who uh, was in the new Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, the the guy who is talking to Aunt May, directed Lion King? What? Yeah. He also directed the first Iron Man movie. Oh, that's true. That's true. So he's he's rich right now. Well, he he's a big-time director. Well, they, there you go. You said money buys happiness. He kicked off the MCU. Just a lot of people don't give him credit for that. I've seen a lot of movies. The dude with the curly hair, right? Yeah, the bodyguard. No bodyguards. Since we're talking about um, that one, Mary Jane. Yeah, the one who's trying to Mary date Mary Jane. Jane. Is Since Aunt we're May. Aunt May. Oh yeah, Since yeah. We're talking about superhero <laughs> movies and everything. I just I want to kind of steer in a different direction. How, what's going on with DC? Why do you think DC just can't match up to Marvel? What what what's going on there? They came in too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, I mean, the last few DC movies besides. The last few DC movies that we talking about, the last few ones, you feel me? Like, let's keep it real. Aquaman, now Wonder you, Woman. Now you talking about like you about to be out of prison one, real quick. Hurry, Wonder hurry. Woman, Aquaman, those were good movies. Let's keep it real. Those Aquaman wasn't a good really movie. good movies. No, it came out of theaters DC's real quick. DC's been coming out with bangers lately. Let's keep it real. Like, they're not coming up in terms of Marvel because Marvel's been there. But DC is coming up in terms of way better movies, way better directing. They made a lot of bad choices with Superman, Batman. Justice League, but the individual you, movies. You didn't like Man of Steel. No, I Man absolutely couldn't stand Man of Steel. They made Superman look like a robot. Ro- Superman's supposed to be a funny guy, a funny superhero who also is a leader and is kind. This Superman was just like serious all the time, no jokes, no seriousness. And let let's keep it real. Like they made Superman seem just like an alien. He was a human, even though he's an alien. He was raised as a human his entire life. Wait, so what? What movie was? Is that DC? The Venom? The movie Venom? No, that's no, Marvel. That's Marvel. That was a good movie. They should make a number two on that one. They are. They are. The, the thing about that one is it's owned by like Sony, so it's so, so hard to like put him into the MCU. Oh. But I mean, it's possible because they they did put Spider Man, and Spider Man is owned by Sony. Is it? Aren't they gonna do the Fantastic Four too? And aren't they owned by? That's gonna be no, whack as no, hell. No, Fantastic Four is owned by Century. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna be whack. But the old Fantastic Four was the best. It, all the Fantastic Fours were whack. Let's yeah. keep it real. No, the old one was the best. You can't lie. No, no, no. Are you saying Silver Silver? Rise Surfer? of the Silver Surfer. Dude, that was such a good movie. That was a dope. When he came out of the the Surfer, it was just so you know. good. I just wanna, I just wanna lay that out there. What the movie? What Hollywood has done to the Fantastic Four has absolutely broken my heart. The Fantastic Four is one of the most powerful Marvel groups. Mm. They're Aww. so they're so strong, and they made them so weak. I mean, I it bothers me that the Fantastic Four has has had so many movies, so many remakes, and none of them just are able to just keep a solid just movie. It's always bad. It's always poor acting. It's always bad script hey at least at least they made a movie about it what you make they had michael b jordan and it flopped let's keep it real and the soon to be or the uh past captain america as well oh that's how bad they flopped he was the love of my life back then well now he owes if if that's the captain america come on let's keep it that's how you know they flopped two separate characters who play johnny storm are now new characters in marvel movies that's how bad it was they couldn't even continue on with the fantastic four franchise either one of them did you guys hear about this rule that that Disney has the three second rule no 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 <laughs> that if you are in a DC movie you can't they, be in a Marvel they won't let you in a Marvel movie I mean even as an extra 
No, they just won't let you. Wait, but as an extra too? No. Yeah, I just feel, I feel like that's well, fair. Maybe, I mean, uh, it's it, that's their biggest rival. Marvel's biggest well, rival is DC. Maybe maybe DC has some Marvel, spies. Who's a bigger rival? Maybe Marvel. no, but like no what I'm saying is DC can have some spies that go into Marvel, and they're barely doing the movies and be like, oh, they're about to do this and this. Y'all better be prepared. I just think this DC's podcast on the come took up. a turn, I guys. Think, no. I think DC's on the come up. I feel like. What DC needs to do? Well, DC's gonna. I, I heard. Hey, hey, I, I heard. I heard DC was gonna call me pretty soon. Or, you know, broadcast the new uh, Batman. What well, does DC stand for? Directional Comcast. Dark comics. Dark comics. Dark comics. I was trying to figure that out because I was trying to figure out what Hellboy is, but Hellboy's not DC or Marvel. They're something called Dark Horse something. I thought DC standing for like. Something like that. Hellboy's Marvel. I thought. Yeah. I thought DC was like Direct TV. Part of like a different universe, like a Dark Oh. I thought I thought DC was Direct TV or something. He's like Constantine. Constantine's Marvel, but the one with Keanu Reeves, but Constantine. I thought Constantine was DC. Oh. Did you guys like the new Hellboy? Isn't he like a magician or something like that? Yeah, he he's a. He he's like a special being. Yeah, I thought it was DC. Well, if he's DC, John then Hellboy is DC. DC means detective comics. Oh, right. oh, oh Batman. It would make sense. Yeah. You guys pick a topic. Yeah. Maybe that's what makes him a little bit less than Marvel. So, do we want to go back to a sort of serious topic, or should we... I mean, we, let's take a sort of serious turn. Should we come to an end? We have been running for about 45 minutes. 45 minutes, one, two, three, four, maybe one more minute. <laughs> one more minute? You're saying you're going to finish one of those in one minute? For those listening, sorry, well, maybe, oh, everyone's listening. He's drinking Seagram's, and he has had four so far <laughs> in the 40 minutes that we have. Plus before. a Michelada. But, well, I drink, well, half some, of one, I half drink of one. some for you. I drink most. Well, I took half of it. Is there any last thoughts we have? What's the deal with airlines? Oh my Is that going to be our last thought? We're wrapping it up, Luis. We're wrapping it up. What do you All want? Right. It? Let's see. What, what should we talk about today? I want to talk about Moby Dick. No, let's talk about um, Tesla. Let's talk about how the school system's messed up. Oh, I want to no, address that. that. I want to talk much. about how. I want to talk about how in over forty-five years. Classroom etiquette. Let you know that takes 45 minutes to talk about. Ideologies have ch- stayed the same. Kids still sit front to back listening to some teacher talk about something. Well, what you expect? I we going like to be on a computer? Collaboration in school. What I you going? Like we going to have a DJ? That's why That's why teachers can't be like that. Yeah. There's uh, no money to, there is money, but it's going me, towards things that aren't important. Like so what, what are we going to do when we teach? We going to have a DJ out front and be like, geology. B, C, D, what, what A. Are we going to have a DJ up front? No. It's better to have a front row seat like that. Okay. So you're saying we shouldn't change the way. We shouldn't cool. change. I mean, we still learn. I mean, if you didn't learn, you didn't learn. You're dumb. Tell me what you learned about. How is mitochondria? I know that mitochondria is a powerhouse. Hey. I think that's why there's so many, like, charter schools or any, like, private schools starting to see, like, a high number of demographic going into them because uh, people are starting to realize that like the standard schools are not going to cut it for them anymore. There you go. If you want to be in a good school, there you go. Pay more. But you're getting free educational system. You expect more from them? I mean, 
considering that that's like the general public yeah you should be able to get a better education for free really instead of a private school paying thousands of dollars yeah the whole point uh, i'm gonna get political and i don't want to go ahead go ahead aren't you a major in a political we're not gonna talk about that we're not gonna talk about that we're not four years of what again sorry I have a degree in political science. Yeah, but weren't you in debt? And you told me you didn't learn shit? Wait, and then didn't you say didn't you say you didn't give a fuck about the school? You said we didn't learn nothing. Yes, I said and you said, I don't give a fuck about you school. Said, I value education, but I don't think school is the only way to get it. But you said, thank God I'm done with school because I didn't learn nothing. I remember that. Okay, I know you're talking. A whole degree in political. Oh. So you're gonna put you're gonna put your whole degree on me, like that. Tell me, yeah. Tell me how I can change your bumper. Tell me how I'm making more money than you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the sort of serious podcast. I'm just gonna end it there before we get more heated than we need to. We, I have muted your mic. <laughs> so. We will come back next week, and thank you for listening.